You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Wherever you're watching, citywide, statewide, nationwide, worldwide, welcome into another episode of Lines Again here on the Buffalo Rumblings Network. I'm the big O Jerry Ostrowski. She is Sarah Larson. And um, man, uh, tough week for the Bills Mafia. Yeah. Um, as we lost one of our own, um, Eddie was definitely one of our own. Um, I'm so. Uh, you know, today's my birthday. I'm 53 years old. And when you get old, you don't really care about what you get, right? Like when you were a kid, you know, you're worried about what you got on your birthday. You're worried about the party. Um, you you know, now it's more about spending time with your family, having a good meal and all those things. Right. And one of the things I was hoping to get this year was he's been known to give birthday wishes. Right. Uh, I got I one last year. One. You got yes. one last year. And I was hoping to get one this year. And unfortunately... Um, Eddie passed away and uh, he's no longer with us, but he's healed and he's a better place. And um, we just wanted to, to share that video, but also let you know, and I'll let Sarah get into the details because uh, she has them uh, down more than I do. But if you want to help Nick, his dad uh, and, and, and Eddie's family, you still can do so by, uh, by what you can do here on the screen. Yeah, you can uh, order a shirt, a hoodie. Um, you can scan that QR code. It's also on the bottom of our show throughout the the episode. And um, there's also a link tree um, that'll also be scrolling. But for those who are listening for uh, through you know podcast form, it's uh, l i n k t r dot e e slash the number four and then Eddie e d d i e. So. Um, that, that'll take you to a, a link where you can, um, have both the, um, the, the t-shirts and the, the hoodies are there. And also the GoFundMe page is there. So if anyone wants to help out Nick and his family, um, you know, through, through the difficult times, um, the outpouring of, of love has been crazy. It has been, um, it's been built about it. That's kind of how it's been this whole time. We always come together when, um, especially when it's uh, one of our own. And, um, you know, I'm just really thankful that Nick, you know, gave us a chance to to follow along in, in Eddie's journey. So I think like everyone felt like they knew him, um, whether, you know, you met him once or you met him 15 times or you never met him. Um, and just getting to meet him, you know, uh, was a blessing. And, and to see this little boy um, just, you know, go through life, uh, when we get, when we complain about the little things and, um, and, you know, knowing what he was going through and, 
always had a smile on his face. So uh, if anyone wants to, to help out, um, you know, please go ahead and do so. But uh, the, the thing that amazed me, and I put this out on Twitter. Uh, there's two things in this whole situation. And I, I was addicted to that kid's smile. Um, I mean, I looked for those videos because I wanted to see him because he always smiled no matter what. You talk about toughness and adversity. How he handled adversity was amazing as, as a kid that's eight years old. And unfortunately, you know, that's all that he knew most of his life was adversity. Um, and he fought it valiantly. Right. And, you know, like we said, always with that smile. And he always was worried about making you happy. But the thing about this, two things. One is the, the, the courage that Nick displayed by putting his story out there was was amazing in itself. I, I could not have done that. And the authenticity that in which he did it with was was just amazing. So we all got to know him. I mean, we got to we got yeah. to have a relationship with this kid, even though he was, you know, miles away in a hospital. And the final thing is, and I'll leave it with this, I am I am absolutely amazed by the kindness and generosity and the willingness to spread love and kindness by our fan base. I don't think there is any fan base in any sport like the Bills Mafia. It is an amazing thing. And when you were part of it and this situation made you feel it more, you know, we, we all felt it with, with the DeMar Hamlin thing, but this was a little bit different. And it was my first really kind of close, intimate, you know, relationship with seeing just the, what the Bills Mafia do and, and, and those guys at work and girl, guys and girls at work, excuse me. But it gives me hope in this world of craziness and nastiness and hate, it gives me hope that that I get to witness what what our fan base does, and it's amazing. And I want to say thank you for that. Yeah. So let's uh, I guess change it up a little bit, and let's uh, get some good news. Like you said, it's your birthday, and um, <laughs> yeah. I just wanted I just wanted to surprise you with a. I, I know you've seen them come all through out today, but. Um, all these, the outpouring of, of birthdays, uh, you know, well wishes and everything. Um, but guys, if you have not had a chance to see this video <laughs> that Jerry's son posted, please go on in, uh, on his Twitter and look at it, like it, retweet it. So everybody else can watch it as well. <laughs> it is great. So, uh, happy birthday, look, Jerry. Look, look. And <laughs> in my defense, Sarah, okay. Yeah. For you, for you, as they say. The kids nowadays, most oh, of these don't even know. Most of these don't even know who Bob Hope is. I know who Bob Hope is. I'm not that much younger than you. But when you, but when you <laughs> sat on the ground, when you sat on that old shag carpet in your living room and stared at that, at that bold, <laughs> you know, cabinet television that was on the ground, it just it cracks me up because you know nowadays everybody looks up to watch TV because they're on their walls, right? When we were kids, everybody was looking down on the ground. Being on that show, like I watch that show every week or every every year, every Christmas, just for that segment. Um, it was like because those guys were larger than life to me. I mean, it was a huge deal. And and you know, one day I ended up being on there. I told my mother and father I was always going to be on there, and I get on there. And at the end of that video, I kind of point. And if you can't hear it, I actually say hi, mom, because I told my mother <laughs> I was going to do that when I was a little kid. But um, yeah, so uh, 
yeah, I got a chance to meet Bob Hope. I got a chance to have a really good couple of days in Nashville, Tennessee on his dime. Nice, nice. Um, and I was on the Bob Hope Christmas special, so it was a good deal. But yes, that was a long, long time ago. And my and and as and as Cat Williams would say, my hair was luxurious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're too much. Well, I hope you had a, a good birthday. I hope you were able to celebrate and uh, yeah. got to do some fun things, spend time with family or yeah. whatever you guys you know decided to do this year. Did I you do anything work. special? I oh, to work. Very special. I worked. No, I, um, <laughs> you know, my, my son came over from TU. We got to have oh, nice. uh, dinner together. Um, my wife made a great dinner, uh, made me a cake, um, made my favorite. I like cheesecake, um, followed by German chocolate cake. If anybody wants to send me anything, I'll DM me and I'll send you my, my address. But uh, the twins were there, obviously. You better be careful with that one. <laughs> yes, the twins were there, obviously. So we had a good time. I got some good gifts. As you get older, you know, gifts, you know, move away from food and fun things like video games and stuff and or clothes and stuff and then move towards food. So I got a basket full of yeah. snacks and nice. I'm happy as hell, man. I'm going to get burrowed up in my in my hole in the living room and enjoy my uh, chili lime cashews, which I'm excited about opening nice. up. But, um, chili but no, lime it was cashews. Good. I don't know about that. Yeah. Oh, I'm you, you got to have some chili issues now. They're good. But no, I appreciate yeah. it. Uh, you know, thank you. You're welcome. I uh, I tend to find that for me, it's kind of the same thing. Birthday presents, um, it's not really the the monetary value or anything like that anymore. It's it's more the, the people who, you know, take a moment and think, you know, what would this person really like? What, right. You know, what is, you know, going to, you know, pull at their heartstrings a little bit. So that's what I always go for. Um, but so today, uh, Quarterback came out on Netflix. I'm sure you've heard that it's come out. I know you were working all day, so you probably didn't get a chance to, to watch it. But I binged, watched about six. Uh, you're having a rough time on the internet today sarah you froze up but um we'll get sarah back in a moment but um she was talking about obviously the show quarterback but um something that just happened a little bit ago if you're not uh watching the espies or if you are watching the espies um the pat Tillman award was awarded to the bills training staff um from what I understand, I have not had a chance to watch it yet. Um, a very, very emotional uh, segment, uh, an amazing story, and uh, obviously the organization and what they did, such an amazing job. But um, just, uh, uh, again, if you have a chance, put on the ESPYs. If you get a record, you know, if you have a recorded, go back and watch it. But the Pat Tillman Award goes to the Bills training staff as one of the more emotional um, you know, things that you can watch in quite some time, but, uh, Hey, like hit the like button, hit the, uh, subscribe button. Uh, we're having some technical difficulties on Sarah's end with her internet, but I'm the big O Jerry Ostrowski. We're here with Lion Gaines here. I'll be back in a moment. I appreciate all the birthday. Well wishes my man, Jay Spence, the King, as always, uh, Jeremy Spencer. Thank you. Renaissance man. I appreciate you. Uh, John Herring, Daryl Fletcher, Richard Rush. Um, thank you so much for the birthday wishes, but, um, you know, 
we got my we got my girl back. She's yeah, I don't know what's I don't know what's going on with my internet today. It's kind of crazy. That's the second well, time it's done that. I um I did a little something here that I, I circumvented that whole uh, wireless deal. Um, I get nerved up with it. So I guess it's my old radio show hosting me, but I got yeah. a hard line. I got a hard line put in, and that's what I got in the computer. But but no, you you normally don't have any issues. No, I'm usually really good. I have really good internet normally, but I think between my son being home and I already texted him to get off the internet. But <laughs> I don't is he, know. Is he playing but, video games? Uh, he was on the PlayStation earlier, and I told him to get yeah. off right when I when we went live. So. I told him now he had to get off the whole internet. So I apologize. Right, let's start for that. again. Let's start again. Let's talk. <laughs> let's talk about quarterback. Let's start again. And yeah, you were, no you worries. Binge washed it. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected, and 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Yeah, I was just going to uh, say, you know, a lot of people are already talking on Twitter about um, some of the comments Patrick Mahomes made about wanting to go against uh, Cincinnati. Um, they felt like uh, the Bills were a better matchup. Um, so it kind of made it sound like he felt like the Bills were easier to beat um, than than Cincinnati. And, uh, you know, he, he kind of wanted to go against Cincinnati because he wanted to beat them. Um, so... You know, a lot of people are already going to, to Twitter and, you know, what could that mean? And does he think Cincinnati's better? And, um, you know, all these different type of comments. Um, I think that in the playoffs, he's less scared of the Bills because, especially considering of everything that we've been going through um, last season, um, and he's he's had our number in the playoffs. But then if you look at Cincinnati, the Bengals have kind of had their number. So I think that it's, you know, of course, he's, you know, going to say he wants it, the easier matchup is the Bills in his head. But he wants to be able to, you know, um, beat the Bengals so uh, he can get that, you know, monkey off his back type of thing. So um, but it's a it's a good show if you have a chance uh, to watch it. Um, I would definitely watch it. It's been interesting. Uh, to say the least, but I was actually going to ask you uh, a question. So Kirk Cousins and Marcus Mariota are also uh, two of the focused um, quarterbacks in here. Um, and what was a really cool little tidbit was um, Marcus Mariota's first touchdown pass. Most people remember his first touchdown pass. Do you remember who it was to? Um, he was with Tennessee, right? Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Um, Frank Wycheck. <laughs> nope. It was actually to himself. 
he threw the oh, ball. That's right. He yes. tipped it. He caught it and ran and it, it in. That's and right. it was tipped by a, de- a, de- a defensive lineman, and he caught it and it went in for the touchdown. That's it's right. only happened one other time in NFL history. And while I was watching that today, I had to look it up. So I want to see if anyone in the comments without Googling knows who else is the one other person. It was in 1997. That's a great trivia question. So, yeah. And, and someone's going to know. <laughs> I've only seen something remotely like that. I've never seen a pass tipped and run in. Um, my middle son's senior year, his football team, they were playing and we were on a uh, fourth and one and we ran the ball up the middle and the running back got stuffed. And as he was sitting there getting held up by three or four people, the quarterback ran behind him and put his hands out and he flipped the ball to him and he ran it in for a touchdown. That's the closest thing I've seen to it. But, wow. um, but yeah, if you know the answer, hit the, uh, and I'll tell section. everybody. I'll tell everybody in a little bit. Just don't don't Google it because then you're going to ruin the the <laughs> suspense. If anyone right. knows who else was the other quarterback to 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 catch his own touchdown pass, put it in the uh, the comments. Hey, John Herring with the quote of the night: "Internet sucks, but still beautiful as ever." Sarah, <laughs> I'm not even just, on the comments. Thank hey, you, John. I just, Thank I you. Just hope all, I just hope all these cats didn't read that Twitter comment you made today, man. That's a little spicy. Which which, which one? <laughs> I gotta be careful what I tweet. I have then, no filter and then, sometimes. And then Joe, it, it, then Joe came in and co-signed it. I was like, oh, okay. oh, so when I said I saw I the, like, so when I said I saw the video. <laughs> no, not that one. When you, when Joe the one. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I guess I did a little bit of bad stuff today. Um, yeah, the, <laughs> the 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 picture of the guy grabbing the girl's butt yeah. in a in a he's, hug. Yeah, it's not I. <laughs> she was not speaking for we is what i said <laughs> yeah so um so the other thing i want to talk about obviously uh was hard knocks was uh assigned yeah, to the jets. jets um which i got my wish so i'm happy um more so than ever yeah. just because the jets didn't want <laughs> but don't you think that and i don't know maybe he won't be able to because it's this training camp it's a new team and everything but don't you think this is like prime Hollywood Rogers to come out and like he goes off on some tangent or oh I can't like, wait I just, like I just don't think that he's going to be the real Aaron Rodgers in this I think he's going oh, to be you know, an absolute goof you know I, I I want him to trip up and forget for a moment that he's being recorded and be the jackass he's that he's been told to be. So we'll see. I I mean, like I said, I used to I used to love Aaron Rodgers. So I can't I wait do. to see. You know, I can't wait to see how you know he reacts to to this. Um, but more so, like I said, because the Jets didn't want it. Um, right. I think it leads it leads to a little bit more intri- You know, intrigue. Um, you know, kind of forcing them to do it. So. Yeah, I'm not going to tell a lie. I'm not, I am not going to tell a lie. I I still like Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers is a yeah. quarterback. He's a hell of a competitor. Oh yeah, there's no doubt about that. I just think he's become a little douchey the last couple of years. <laughs> yeah, it, it's ever it's the it's um it's the whole Danica Patrick factor. Anybody who dates Danica Patrick gets like ruined. Um, yeah. <laughs> so there's been a there's been a long line of them. But anyway, actually, so it's Danica and the, and the Kardashians, I guess, or the, the stay away from from both. Exactly. But hey, hit that like button, subscribe button. You know what to do. 
Um, this is Line the Game on the Buffalo Rumblings Network. I'm the big O Jerry Ostrowski. She is Sarah Larson. Um, I tell you what I do. Uh, I do want to get into some of the stuff we talked about. I think the first thing we need to discuss is, and you had mentioned it, I know we're a little bit late to the to the show. Um, it's preseason for us. We're in a preseason mode, but I we've heard from the boys. We heard from the rest of the crew. They're starting to mount back up like the Avengers. Um, they're getting ready to start coming on weekly. We're all going to start coming on weekly as we move towards training camp, preseason games, and, of course, the opening game of the NFL season here in uh, the 2003-2024 uh, season. But um, ESPN laying massive amounts of people off. Um, you know, I just – to be practical about it and to be honest about it, when you start talking about um, radio or television, the number one expense that you have is the talent. So if you're going to cut right. costs, you've got to get rid of talent. And um, obviously it did in a huge way, and it seems to me anyway – there's a there's a shift once again in ESPN. They they kind of did away with it a little bit earlier, but now they've made a massive swing or a massive shift where we're not going to worry about produced shows as much as we're going to worry about live content, games, and things like that. So I think that's where a lot of these layoffs uh, came from. Right, and then um, you know, it's kind of it's someone made a comment on Twitter that they got rid of twenty to pay for one. Um, which I kind of understand that because they're paying Pat McAfee a boatload of money. But he's not making show. as much. He is not making as much as he made on Fanduel. He did really? not take a raise to go to ESPN. Uh, the amount of money they're paying him is is ridiculous. Well, so thing, he was though. making some good money. <laughs> but here's but here's the thing. That such is life. Have a show that gets the ratings that McAfee, McAfee yeah. gets. I don't feel bad. I, I mean, if and Pat doesn't. And I think it's unfair that people are blaming him for the fact that they got let go. I mean, McAfee is brilliant. I mean, he's he's the talent in the sports media world right now, right. as far as all that goes. My only concern, um, my only concern with his show is that it's. I feel like it's going to change a little. Well, they could say it's not, but I feel like it's going to be cut back. Um, his personality is going to be cut back. Obviously, the swearing is going to get cut back um, to a certain extent. We'll see how it, you know, how it affects his show. I hope it doesn't change it too much, though. What I will say is this, Sarah. He started out on Barstool. He moved to, um, I believe it was Mad Dog Radio. He was on maybe Sports Sporting News for a bit, and then he ends up on FanDuel. He has not once changed who he is. Um, I I do agree the swearing is probably going to cut down a little bit. And to be honest with you, who who cares? I mean – that's not if, – if you're watching the show just because he says a four-letter word, then you're really not probably getting out of it what you should get out of it anyway. But um, but I don't, I don't expect him to change too much. And then I expect him, you know, obviously to, to start embarking on other things. Obviously, he's probably going to be the next league Corso on college game day. Um, if he hits it off big, I wouldn't even doubt if he ends up on a sideline on Monday Night Football. Um, yeah. You know, obviously he's got a lot going for him. I don't fault him one bit. I hope he does well, but I just, yeah. you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not a huge ESPN fan, but I mean, it is the largest platform in, in sports media. And when you get a chance to work for him, you do it. Yeah. A lot of, um, it's, it's a little scary, you know, that you, you look around, um, New York times just, <laughs> uh, kind of dismantled and sold in, right. you know, uh, their sports right. section. Now I believe they own the athletic, 
So a lot of people are just moving over to the athletic or they're moving into other positions. Um, there was an uh, additional tweet sent out yesterday that, you know, they weren't doing layoffs. So I guess we'll see whether or not that happens. Um, the LA times sold off, you know, part of their, um, their, you know, their sports uh, coverage. So it's, it's happening a lot, obviously um, part of SB nation and Vox media, you know, there was mass layoffs uh, last year. So um, it's definitely happening, um, you know, out there for people who are, you know, trying to do this and get, get paid to do it, right. you know, um, it's, you know, so I feel bad for all of them, especially the the people that, that went to, to college hoping, you know, this was going to be the, the career that they chose for the rest of their lives. Um, it's not an easy path for, for them. So hopefully everybody lands on their feet. Um, but you know, we're going to be noticing a lot of different changes, uh, on, you know, a lot of these different networks, uh, this coming season. I agree with RJ Melville. He said, Pat shows much different than the rest of ESPN's programming because they actually cover the entire league opposed to six teams. I agree <laughs> with that. Um, Pat's going to cover everything. Always yeah. has, always will. Um, no, you're right. And I think Sarah, it's funny how, if you really see the way the pendulum swings, my oldest boy, who actually coaches tight ends at Drake, graduated from Drake with a journalism degree, but it wasn't like newspaper or anything. His degree was actually multimedia journalism, and they have actually changed the curriculums now in college where they're teaching. One of his classes was he walked into a room, and they had editing programming. They had drones. They had cameras, and they were basically charged with learning how to use all this stuff and make me projects that you're using different forms of um, being able to cre you know, create content, create video and all that stuff. So, I mean, people see it's changing, especially in Tulsa, Oklahoma, our newspaper, the Tulsa world, our columnist in the sports page, um, he writes high school column three, four days a week. And when I asked him, I'm like, what's with all the high school stuff? He said, if, their, their editor used to run the website, and all he cares about is hits. And the number one hit um, article or whatever on their website all the time is when they put uh, – when a, when a beat guy goes to a game and takes a ton of pictures at a high school game, that gets the most clicks. And the high school stuff outshines everything, including the Sooners. And um, I thought that was really, really interesting. So, you know, these departments don't really care about who they're covering anymore. All they care about is who's going to the Internet to watch it. Right. And um, what they watch the most is what you're going to get. And in Tulsa, Oklahoma, it happens to be high school sports. So it's definitely, like you said, it's definitely changing. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So uh, over the, the weekend, um, I, we originally I was going to do this episode um, and, and talk all about fantasy. And, you know, we're we'll put that off for a couple more weeks. But um, I did a my the first time I've ever done a dynasty draft. And I am yeah. absolutely obsessed now. <laughs> I've always that loved. That does not I mean, shock me. Yeah, I've um, I've done fantasy for 
probably 20 years. Um, I, I love right. fantasy. I've, um, you know, I've done it well, extremely well for a long time. Um, not to, you know, toot my own horn or anything, but, um, you know, I've, you know, I've done it where, you know, I've put in quite a bit of money every year trying to do it. I've yeah. only done one with salary cap though. And this is it all. It's the salary cap. You have the same team next year. You have to worry about their contracts. You have to, you know, factor in, um, the, you know, how long the contracts are, you have to factor in the value of the contract. So, you know, whether or not they're Josh Allen, yeah, they might be, you know, giving you a good 30 points a game, but they're also costing you $45 million. So, right. um, you know, which is more than a third of, you know, your, your salary cap that you right. that you get with this. So I became pretty obsessed. I did my first draft. I'm actually pretty darn excited with with my okay, with my uh, with my lineup bills, how many bills did you draft um i can actually look and tell you i have tyler bass i traded for and got him and i have damian right. harris hmm. that is it um i am not that person thank you mm. i um i mm. spicy yeah. again yeah, I um and Damian Harris is on my bench. He's not my like my starting running back or anything like that. But um yeah, so I'm I'm saying it here and now. I think I have a good team. And um, you know, I made a couple of trades. I got my B John Robinson um as as my one of my running backs. So I'm pretty happy with that. Um especially because he's, he's, he's on a he's on a four year rookie deal, which makes me happy. Um so we'll see. Um, but I'm I'm saying it now so I can put my money where my mouth is and I'll let you guys know throughout the, the season how I'm you know how I'm oh. doing. I still I also have thirty million dollars left to spend if I would like to. So who's your quarterback? I have starting right now Justin Herbert and my quarterback on my bench is Bryce Young. Wow. Yeah. So and what's cool, what's cool with this is the bench, you score twenty percent. Of their points, you get twenty percent to go towards your your weekly lineup. So, so Sarah actually drafted the way that a lot of NFL teams are being built nowadays. Yeah, and actually, I I didn't draft Herbert. I drafted um uh, Lawrence, and after I did some wheeling and dealing to get both Bryce Young and um Herbert. So I'm losing a year on the contract because I picked up because um, I have Herbert now instead of uh, Lawrence, who had two years. But I have Bryce Young, who I'm hoping can be the quarterback of Carolina's future. So, what and so next year, do you just you manipulate the team you have because of so that you, you you keep, keep the it? team, and ah. if if you can't afford it, you got you got to. Um, you have what they call an am amnesty pre um, provision where you can drop them and you pay 20% right. of their, their contract or you wheel and deal and you trade and you, but you have to get right. below the, the, um, the cap by a certain date, just like the NFL. Right. It's pretty cool. And then they're uh, every year they have the, um, the rookie draft. So yeah, I, had never, um, I had never heard of that. I had no idea that they had a, these. That's pretty cool. I like that. A lot. Yeah. And then, so if you want to get out of the league, then you have to, sell your team or, you know, or you, or you just give up your team. And then um, it goes into a, like a, you know, bin type thing and someone else can, can purchase it, for, you know, away. Well, I have to ask you, what is your start? It's, what is your starting salary cap? 
I, I want to say it's 167 million. It's 70% of the, the league. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I actually, I can tell you right now, 157 million. And I have 129 right now. So I have about $28 million left to spend if I would like to. What defense did you draft? But it's no defense in this league. Okay. So you're just doing offense. Yeah. yeah. And I actually, awesome. one of the, one of the trades that I did, um, I actually had um, uh, the kicker from Baltimore. Why can't I think oh, of Oh, yeah. Name? Yeah. J- um, Justin Tucker. Yeah, Justin um, Tucker, the opera six, $6 million salary. And I'm like, what am I? Because I had so much money towards the end. I was like, let me pay right. Justin, you know? And then okay, I was let me like. Ask you this. Go ahead. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Oh, no. I was going to say, I, I just, I one of the trades, I someone really wanted somebody on my team. And I uh, I manipulated a little bit. And I was like, okay, well, then give me Tyler Bass for, for uh, and I'll give you Justin Tucker. It's pretty much equivalent in production, but I get just I get um, Tyler Bass's nine hundred thousand dollars salary this year. Well, two questions. First, is this one not football related? Would you like to tutor my twins in math? Because obviously you're really good. At <laughs> um, we're trying to find a, a tutor for them. So maybe auntie, what grade? What grade Sarah, are they in? Yeah, going to be uh, they're going to be in seventh. So maybe auntie Sarah seventh can... is algebra. I'm great with algebra. Give me a call. Okay. All right. <laughs> I will. I, we will do that. We'll keep you in mind. Second is this. No, now my son is in Calc four. Don't and no, yeah. no, in college, no. <laughs> but also too, and 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 this gets because my other my other my my one son's very good about they the the more elevated you get in math, you have least ability to explain the easy stuff or have the patience to do it. You're kind of like you know, like my boys, like whatever. Um, but no, seriously, uh, we need some math help in this house because I have no math ability. Um, second of all, was there any talk of this? And we're, you know, we're talking a little fantasy football right now. Obviously, uh, you're in the dynasty league. Is there a devalued um, look or a devalued opinion of the running back in fantasy football like there is in actual NFL football. And let me, let me say this because they're not, you know, before when you drafted like the first two to three people you picked were running backs, right? You want, those were the guys that got all the points because there seems to be an emphasis moving away from them. There's not as many superstar guys, this, that, and the other. Is there an emphasis in, in fantasy moving more towards the quarterback and even the wide receiver? Cause I had a, I saw a preseason list of the top, fantasy football draft guy you know who did, and wide receiver one was jefferson and wide receiver two was was chase and they were one two in the entire oh. big board so yeah, and they were one two in ours. That way. yeah it yeah. seems to be that way like before it was always running backs now it doesn't seem to be that way well i think that the the biggest thing is um both wide receivers you know are going to put up the numbers they're both on rookie contracts um so that's the the one cool thing because you you have to talk value you know um, if you can get Josh Allen and you can get, you know, say Trevor Lawrence, um, are you going to pay Josh 45 or Trevor, um, you know, eight and you have Trevor at eight for two years or maybe a Justin Hurts in between or a Jalen Hurts in between um, who you pretty much is getting Josh Allen numbers but is also on a rookie contract. And 
the one thing that's cool is even though like so like say josh has already extended um they don't do the the new salary yet they still keep the 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 average of the old salary so like tyler bass is already extended but i don't have his new salary until next year um rj just asked is a salary um yeah. like real world salaries yes it is so next year when herbert gets the bag um you know is what he said and i if i have issues keeping him if i don't have enough you know space which i'm gonna have tons of space so it's not gonna be a problem but if i needed to i either have to work at trading him um right. i have to get offload some other contracts to make room um so it's it's all pretty cool it's same thing with with free agents so if you picked up a free agent if they don't get signed somewhere then um you're allowed to drop them for you know for no money and then if you um if they do get signed somewhere their new contract becomes your contract so um say uh, delvin cook is on the books for you know 14 million dollars or or whatever um his contract was He's sitting in your salary cap right now, you know, for for 12 million or 14 million or whatever it was. Once he gets on a team, that goes away and it's his new um his new uh salary. So if he goes to a team just because he wants to win and he's okay with accepting a lower salary, you just got lucky cuz you you paid for him to come to your team, but now you don't have to pay for him to come to your team because the the salary goes down. So it's a little bit of, you know, um you're, it's kind of like you're playing a little bit of poker. Like you're, 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 you're hoping to bluff and you're hoping that, you know, it's gonna, it's gonna work out. Um, so it's really interesting. And that's why, you know, you have, you have your, um, regular format uh, of your starting lineup. You have this, um, the bench team. And again, the bench team gets 20%. Um, so if you want to make sure the people on your bench make sense because their points are going to, you know, add to your, your total for the week. And then you also have practice squad. So um, the practice squad doesn't, you know, it doesn't have any, you know, factors in the the points that you get every week. But when you have somebody who's on a bye week, the you don't want to put them on the bench, obviously. You want right. to put them on the practice squad and bring somebody up from the practice squad to the bench so you're still getting points. So you right. have to be mindful of all that. So if you're, if you're bringing somebody even onto the practice squad that is never going to see it down, what's the point? You know, of having them on so the, the on the team. squad of the dynasty league is protected players for you that don't count weekly on your point total. So unlike the leagues that I've been in, you look and go, "Oh my gosh, three of my wide receivers are all on buys this week because you never paid attention," and then you barreled into the waiver list and found people yeah. and added them. This way, you protect them, and that's how you maneuver it. Yeah, pretty much. That's and you could awesome. still go, you could still pretty much go to the, the waivers if you, if you need to, um, like yeah. I didn't decide to get an extra kicker. Um, if, you know, I will go to the waivers and the week that my, my, uh, kickers on, on a buy and stuff like that. Um, but what is also cool is you can stash people. So like I picked up, um, uh, what's his name? Um, Rasheed uh, Rice from Kansas City. I don't think he's going to have this huge breakout season. But if he but, ends up being the you know the next freaking Tyree Kill, I have him. I have him on my practice squad. You right. know for for four years. And um, you know I'm hoping Bijan is uh everything that I thought he was going to be. I kind of said let me put my money where my mouth is with him. Um, so I offered up a trade to to get him. Um. 
And now I have them for four years at a, you know, at a rookie salary. So hopefully that, you know, pans out for me. But um, I have a uh, Tony Pollard, uh, Mari Cooper, CD Lamb, um, Brandon Ayuk, and uh, Justin Herbert, and Tyler Bass. How many total players um, do you carry? Uh, Twenty-five. You have to carry. It's minimum. Thirty is um, maximum, including and the practice squad. That's including practice squad. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. So I am totally obsessed. I probably spent way too much money looking at everybody else's roster or too much time looking at everybody else's <laughs> roster, trying to figure out if I'm going to do, you know, additional trades or anything else. It has All become right. a little, it's going to come a little addicting. So um, this, is good. this is good. This is good. This leads us into our next question as we move along towards the end of the show today um, here on our new time on Wednesdays at uh, nine Eastern eight central. I will ask you this big baller, big baller, uh, Larson. <laughs> Um, do you like what Brandon, you know, Brandon Bean gets the, uh, contract, uh, extension as does McDermott. Do you, do you like what Bean has done? Um, any red flags with either of these two extensions? Um, what do you think, I don't think about so. this movie I, in the future? I like the fact that, um, we're solidified, um, into the future. But that being said, I don't think the, I want to. I hope the Pulas still want us to win. I hope that they're not just getting, um, you know, stagnant and complacent and and happy with status quo. But only one team can win every year. So right. um, we have been um, extremely competitive for the last five years. Um, we've been one of the top teams in the NFL for the last five years. Um, I have no problems with extending them now. If um, you know, if Pagula really is keen on winning and, and us getting, especially with the, with the stadium coming and us um, securing that, that, you know, trophy at the, the end of the season, um, he'll get serious with uh, lighting a fire under their ass. And if, you know, they don't produce um, within the next year or two, I, I don't think that there's going to be any problems with them, um, you know, cutting ties, um, regardless of the fact that, you know, they've been extended. Uh, that's the, that's the benefit of having money. Um, when you look right. at uh, Matt Rule, who was let go of Carolina with what five years left on his contract, it's you know it happens. Um, so I don't think that this you know precludes them from you know letting them go. Um, in my understanding, with with coach, I don't know about the GM, but I know with coaches' contracts that they are protected, that they're guaranteed. But if they do get another job, um, that new team is pretty much pay, paying a percentage of that so they're not out all of the final you know dollars of that contract so um i don't think it would be a, a problem down the road if, if they still haven't gotten us what we want um but i know what it felt like going through all the the, the quarterbacks and all the coaches and the you know transition left and right and never feeling like you have the same thing and i think we went through it last year with not with having a new oc um i think all of us thought that um, that, you know, maintaining in-house the OC, that we were going to maintain the, the same playbook and it was going to be consistency, and it wasn't. So um, I would like to have the consistency over the next couple of years. I have no problem with getting the, with them both getting extended. No, I think the, I actually really appreciate what Bean has done. I think what he's done, waiting, being patient, 
Um, and we've talked about this a few times, but uh, being able to sign the veteran player that maybe wasn't quite the player he was in the past, but still is really good and can do those few things that, that you put him into those roles really, really well. I think they did a really good job with that. Managed cap very well. I think one of the things I do like about Bean is he does not succumb to fan pressure. Um, he doesn't jump the gun because he's worried about what the fan base thinks. Um, they let Edmonds go. He let Poyer kind of sit out there on the vine for a while until uh, the market showed everybody just what he was worth and re-signed him back to the right. team. Um, I think he doesn't panic, and I think he does a really good job of, of finding uh, finding the veteran player that you need to come in and play a role for a year or two. Um, as far as McDermott goes, I have no problem with that. I think Sean McDermott's as good as, as, as many coaches. The only thing that bothers me about him is sometimes I wonder if he has – he's a guy that's going to win you 95% of your games. Does he have enough gambler in him to win those 5% when things are pretty much the same? Do you know what I mean? Um, is he willing to take the chances? Is he willing to go out there and put it on the line and, and you know, right. and, and try to win those those big games that are maybe 50-50 games? Um, but, no, I don't think there's anybody else out there right now that I'd rather have. Now, obviously, in a couple of years, we're still sitting there in the same situation and we're stagnant. Maybe at that point in time, it's time to move. But, no, I think he's good. I'm really kind of curious to see what he does with the defense. I'm, I'm kind of excited because I think it's going to be more aggressive. They're going to get after it, especially down um, in certain zones, certain areas of the field. He likes to get much more aggressive and blitz. Yeah. And I'm, you know, last- I'm looking forward to it. When's the last time we had an offensive-minded head coach? Chan Gailey? Hmm, who was the coach before McDermott? Wade. Or not Wade. Um, uh, Rex. Was it Was it Ryan? Wasn't it? No. Am I missing? Yeah. Am I missing a, a term? <laughs> well, we, had, so, we, had malarkey. we had Malarkey. He was an offensive guy, obviously. Yeah, and if you and if you remember, it was early two thousands, so, though, wasn't it? Um, yeah, I guess that was early. No, early two thousands was it was Greg Williams, and then after Greg Williams, Greg. Uh, there was there was Chain Gailey was in there for at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, there was uh, Dick Geron was in there at one point. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So that's um, Dick I'm, I'm picturing in my head too. But yeah. was he offensive? I thought he was um, a defensive. No, Jerron was a D coordinator from Jacksonville yeah. at one point. Yeah. Um, so Jerron was in there. Um, why are we drawing a blank on who the head coach was before? Before uh, I don't know. But I'm just thinking, you know, right now that there is a, a huge. I guess. Doug uh, Marone. Thank you, Doug. Doug Marone. That's what go. I meant. I said Malarkey. Yes. I meant Marone. There you go. Syracuse um, guy went to Jacksonville. Yes. Yeah. Um. I think that we've done the since Marv, we've done a pretty bad job at picking head coaches. Um, well, I, Wade was a very good head coach. Yes. Okay. So Wade Phillips was 
was a very good head coach. But Wade had so one it, issue. Wade was loyal. Wade had Wade had. But that was still nineties. So Wade I'm had like properties that other people didn't appreciate. So I'm like, this is we haven't had a good head coach since like 1999. Like right. like it's been a long time. So the fact that we have a good head coach, I'm very happy with. My only concern is that you know at one point you need defense to 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 you know win Super Bowls and. I feel like there's been a little bit of a shift in the NFL, and that's the only thing that I'm a little nervous about. He needs to be able to trust his offensive coordinator with um, making the right calls at the right time. And I didn't, um, I didn't know I didn't know McDermott to be a guy that was a busybody in the offense. No, that's what I'm saying is that he yeah. need, we like we need somebody, and I, I'm not sure. And I and I'm going to say this about Dorsey. Um, I'm not sure switching over from him being that he did change a lot of the offense was the right thing to do just because um, I thought it was going to be that consistent move, that lateral move. And it ended up, he wanted to change things. And um, so hopefully year two, he comes in and has more confidence in himself so that he can, you know, call the right plays and, you know, make the right decisions. Um, But if he can't, McDermott needs to be able to ride him and get on him and say, you better, you know, smarten up because, you know, this, this can't happen any, you know, any longer. Um, I don't think we will ever, you know, um, you know, close the window of this, you know, talks of Super Bowl. And we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, as long as Josh is our quarterback there, we still have a chance. And I think we're still going to be good as long as Josh is our quarterback. Um, but there comes a point in time. Look at Aaron Rodgers last year. They were what an eight and nine team or nine and eight team, whatever. Um, it can happen where all of a sudden you fall off um, because certain pieces start to fall off around you. You know, you know, if you don't draft well, Stefan Diggs is getting older. Um, you know, there's little things you gotta you gotta worry about uh, in the process. So um, can I put think up with Spence, can you put up real quick with Spence? Just put, yeah. put him. Um, I'm one of the things that we don't always agree on 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 player eval, but one thing that Spence and I do agree on is when you look at the numbers, at some point the players have to go out and execute. Of course. And we had we had as Spence says, we had the second best offense in the league. What and, more do you what more yeah, do you want? And right? and in so many stats, we were the <clears throat> we were the second best offense in the league. I am the I am not the one that's gonna be out here talking crap about Dorsey. All I'm saying is that I think that McDermott is going to feel the pressure coming from that side um if we if we don't make it again this year or next year. Um because I don't think um whereas I don't think they're on the the chopping block right now, I don't think that they're under pressure right now. I think that another year or two, especially, you know, as, you know, Stefan gets ready to retire, et cetera, et cetera, there will be that pressure that is put on McDermott. I don't think it's there now, I, but I do think within a year or two, um, it, it will be there. But, and I agree with, with what Spence said. He said the issue came from execution, drop passes, interceptions, interceptions, red zone, fumbles, wrong routes, missed blocks, all that. And I think that's true. The other thing is, is, is everybody thinks these, these. If you look at all these, these offenses in the NFL, the good ones all do the same thing. They, they nickel and dime, and then they will gut you with a play to their superstar. 
And I think probably the biggest thing that was lacking from the Bills offense last year wasn't necessarily production, obviously, because they were second in the, in the in the league. They did not hit they were they they weren't hitting home runs um very often. You know, Stefan wasn't beating people over the top as much. There wasn't as many big plays out of that offense, you know, one or two play drives. And that's what I think people need to see them come back to a little bit is get digs open, get over the top. Right. Josh has a huge arm, you know, and, and use those, use those, um, those tools. But I, I'm not going to sit here. I have not watched the offense, uh, you know, with my cowboy remote for hours on end to where I'm going to say, you know, RJ talks about reduction of play action, which by the way, if you are a shotgun team, okay, your play action is going to be reduced. If you want to run play action, be under center more. I know that they run a lot of – they do run under center some. They like to be in shotgun. Gives you a chance to run um, Josh Allen, motion, whatever. Say what you will. I I think the biggest difference was the big play threat on offense last year. It wasn't as much as it was the year before. Well, I also feel um, that you could see the difference over the first couple of games last year. We were doing a lot of the shorter p- passes, and it was all working. And then all of a sudden – you know, halfway through the season, they started, you know, with those deep passes. And if they didn't work, we were living by them and they, right. they stopped working. And um, and that got us into a lot of binds. Um, throughout what, else the, stopped the work? what else stopped working? Josh Allen's arm. Josh Allen's elbow stopped working. If you look, he had a lot of interceptions. Why? Because he lost touch. He lost touch on the football. He lost accuracy on the football. He wasn't the accurate thrower that they that, – that, Dieball and the and the prior regime built him up to be because he had a major injury to his his unilateral ligament in his elbow, and he lost that accuracy. So the one thing he could do is even with a sore arm and eighty percent arm on Josh Allen or whatever it was is still better than most in the league. You throw it downfield, you know. Yeah. I, I just I don't know. I just I look at things a little bit differently, um, you know, and I just felt that that was probably the biggest thing. And you know what else, though, Sarah? Too, it, it goes back to the whole thing of when you don't have a when you don't have a strong running game, and you're not strong up front running the ball, um, you can't take pressure off of the quarterback, and so now you're you're back to being one dimensional, and so that's why I think you saw Osiris Torrance, you saw McGovern come in, even though he's not a people mover, he is a space maker with the way he runs. Um, you know, you got Brown with another year under his belt and a proper offseason to train. I think it will be exponentially better. I think Dion will be motivated because I'm sure he's heard the whispers. Speaking he of Dion, yes, everyone needs to go on to Twitter and look at what he wore to the ESPYs tonight. You'll get a kick out of it. So, is there he's... capri pants involved and no shirt? <laughs> he, he went, he went full gut out <laughs> with his uh with his sports jacket on over the top of it he it's he's rocking it though he he's Dion. It. it's all Dion. <laughs> so if you have a chance check it out um but yeah so uh i don't know i you know i actually had a friend um we'll we'll get going out of here in a second but um we were talking about whether or not i was going to do the full season again this year and I was like, I don't know, you know, I'm booked up to a certain you know, point in time. Um, but the one thing I will say is games for the Bills are 
three times more expensive as they've been over the last five years for me. So um, each game is is costing me exponentially more money than ever before. So, um, you know, we'll see if, you know, I can I can do it. Um, if I haven't been to the stadium before, I am definitely doing it. But if I've already gotten the stadium under my belt, I am withholding judgment until I decide whether I'm going to uh, die from FOMO because I'm missing out. Um, so we'll see as, as the season goes on. And my friend was like, I don't have confidence that we're going to be good this year. So I'm going to go week to week. And I was like, wait, what? Not even like you have no confidence. We're, we're even going to be good. I couldn't handle that response. Um, cause to me, I feel like we've gotten better on paper. I, I understand it's on paper. We've gotten better than last year. So I just don't, I don't get why people are, are so down on, on this team. Like they feel like, you know, like the windows closed and that, you know, we're now, you know, bottom feeders, you know, we're, you know, we're not even in top, you know, top discussion anymore. Well, I wouldn't say bottom feeders before I get any further. I want to go ahead and <laughs> show you all that. <laughs> That is absolutely beautiful. He is owning Dion. it. Dion is, is owning beautiful. it. <laughs> um, wow. I love that. I wish I had the balls to do that. Um, but, no, I think the biggest thing is, Sarah, now this is a couple years in a row they lose it. They're not there. And people start forgetting about you a little bit. They start having doubt, right? And um, so it's a, it's, a, it's a prove it to me league. You've got to go back out and prove it again. Um, I do think the Bills got better this offseason. But I think the rest of the division got extremely better, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are no gimme games in that division anymore. I really don't believe that. Um, I know you're way down on the Patriots. I think the Patriots are going to be better. I think the Jets are much better, obviously. And then you got Miami. Um, and by the way, it's, are all those two are all those two pictures photoshopped? Or is he really I don't know. We all, we all, you know, would love to to see. So I have no clue. Um, I actually was thinking about going to one of the training camps down here just so I can go and look. Cause um, I want to, I mean, like he, he is bigger, whether or not it's muscle or, or fat. I have no clue. I have no clue, but his wife just had um, a, a baby, I think. So maybe it's a, uh, you know, you have that sympathy weight that you put on when your, your wife's pregnant. I don't know. Is that what they call that? If that's the case, yep. my wife's got about she's had about 30 babies. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but when it comes to uh the Patriots, I will say it's just fun to pick on them at this point in time. Uh, I, they, they ruined my childhood, is. Jerry. They ruined my childhood. Um, so no, I'm um I'm not I'm I'm down on the, the Patriots, but I still you know I still think they're gonna be like a eight or nine win team, which is gonna right. be middle of the the pack for them but they they'll still finish fourth in our division in my opinion um unless you know one of the quarterbacks you know from the the jets or the the dolphins goes down we're not going to say any other team because i don't want to jinx anybody so um yeah. yeah so but that's we're all you know we're all riding on our starting quarterbacks and um the only, I think the only team that feels confident of losing their starting quarterback is the 49ers because they do it every year. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> that is true. And I did laugh. There's somebody, I heard somebody the other day talking about Purdy might play. I'm like, they, they're I, still they saying might, he's going to start. I don't know how I it's going to happen. I talked to an orthopedic here in town and said it is possible. 
He said so it was possible. He is on he and and one of my fantasy leagues, he is on my bench just in case I need him down the road. So we'll see. Fantasy leagues. Oh yeah, I'm in a, I, I signed up for another one today. <laughs> and then I'll I do my own every year. So I will be doing at least three. Um because I will do mine in uh in August. So if you would like right. to join, let me know. I will let you know. But, hey, we appreciate you uh, watching and listening. Next week, we will get into some college football, uh, finally, as we head towards college football season. Um, we got a lot of guests coming up. Um, do you, I don't yep, know if I August. really want – you know, in August, we'll have some, quite a few guests coming up. I've already um, posted them, so, uh, okay. you know, the, they'll come up in, in Facebook and stuff. So, Sal um, right. is going to come on in August, um, Sal Cabaggio, and um, – uh, Matt Perino will also be coming on in August. Right. And uh, we're working on a couple others um, that are interested um, in some different things. But we'll talk college football next week. Yes. But, uh, but hey, Sarah, I appreciate you. Thank you for all you do. All right. Um, again, if you want to help with uh, Eddie's family, uh, you can scan the barcode on the screen. Not the barcode, but what do they call that? QR code. QR code. You can scan the QR code. Uh, I've ordered two T-shirts. Um, all proceeds will go directly to Eddie, uh, Eddie's family and go to his, uh, go to Nick to help with expenses. Right. It's extremely expensive when you're not working because you're spending every minute of the day in the hospital with your son. Right. Um, you do so have to order by the 14th, just to let you know, yep. um, the, the, they go down on Friday. So the 14th so. is Friday. So yep. that's when Jim will send the, uh, the order in to get done and you'll yep. start getting those sent out to the house. So you got a couple days to do that. But as always, man, hit that like button, subscribe button. We appreciate you. We'll be back next week. Remember, Wednesday nights, uh, 9 o'clock Eastern, 8 Central. And uh, we will talk more uh, football right here. Line the game on the Buffalo Rummies Network. Again, I'm the big O.J. Ostrowski. She is Sarah Larson. As always, one love and go Bills. Go Bills. The Current Podcast is back with an exciting new season featuring marketing executives from the world's most influential brands. Tune in to hear what's driving conversation in the fast-moving world of digital advertising with unique insights from brands as diverse as Hilton, Instacart, Moderna, Major League Soccer, and more. And in this presidential election season, The Current explores what a national political advertiser like the National Republican Senatorial Committee and a major CPG brand like Hershey can learn from each other. Listen in and subscribe to The Current at thecurrent.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Claude 3 from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point of the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skill and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest-cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic.